0: This is Amateur Logic, Episode 119 for July 15th, 2018. This episode of Amateur Logic is brought to you by MFJ, the world leaders in ham radio accessories at mfjenterprises.com. And by ICOM. See how you can get the most out of this contest season with ICOM. Good evening. Welcome to another Amateur Logic. I'm George. I'm Tommy. Tommy Miel. And, we've and got I'm
1: Jocelyn.
2: Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Hey, that's a new name.
0: A Special guest yeah. on the show, yes, sir.
2: Well, it's not totally new. You've heard. You've seen Jocelyn on here several times before. Yeah. Just hasn't been as has he? He hasn't been a guest on here yet, has he? I don't think so.
0: No. Usually, if yeah. If he has been on here, he's been over to the side, not one on top of the oh, yeah. other. Like, not like that. You know, yeah, not like that. I'm not sure how that happened. Yeah, that's that's an inside joke for those who are watching the recording here. But uh, we're a little late getting yeah. started tonight. And, uh, just not a good one. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, you can't win them all. No. Uh, we've got a fun show lined up tonight. Um, you know, field day was just... Seems like it was only... Um, Last month. Yeah, seems kind of like that. It was fun. It was a good one.
2: It was fun. It, you know, it seemed, well, that's where you were sitting for field day. Yep, sure is. I seem
0: to, this is my spot. Yeah. Always. Let's just go around and see what everybody's been up to. I've been outside sweating in the heat down here. What have you been doing, Tommy?
2: I've been doing a little bit of that as well. But uh, since I've seen you guys last and, and since field day, I've had my summer vacation. So I went out to California had a nice time out there. Matter cool. of fact, I got a little video,
0: some pictures to share with you guys next month. Okay, it. cool. Uh, email, what's been going on down south there?
1: Well, you guys know we have the same heat you guys have, so I'm, I'm still pretty much recovering from field day, besides putting the pieces back together in the shack from what we, you know, I, I ripped out to go in the field. I also... um you know and just putting pieces back together as slow as possible just to uh, deal with the heat because it's brutal down here
0: oh yeah yeah i know it uh jocelyn how are things up in cincinnati these days
3: well george everything's good um did a little bit of antenna work outside uh while the weather was nice um same thing as we uh, were saying the uh, heat here is uh like i said we hit mid 90s today which is uh a little warm for this part of the world, uh, but it's supposed to cool off next week, and uh, that's been pretty much it. Just keeping busy.
0: Yeah. Uh, you can hear outside here right now, we've got a thunderstorm coming up. I I guess if you don't hear it now, you'll probably be hearing it before the night's out because it, it gets pretty loud up in here sometimes. Oh, yeah. This time of year.
2: Yeah, it was rattling the table earlier. Yeah. I feel
0: it shaking. Well, for those who uh, who don't, recognize jocelyn there he's been on the show before we uh oh, yeah. we see him every year up in dayton uh, we see him at huntsville um a fair amount too and we'll be seeing yeah. him there and you see his of. son
2: on here quite often as well
0: is yeah. uh, who's yeah. your son jocelyn uh who are we talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> that uh that guy that's downstairs watching tv sucking up all the bandwidth
3: yeah, yeah, I told him not to do that. Yeah, he's uh Katie eight Y V J. Chris is his uh call sign KD eight Y V J. Yeah, he's uh he is uh obviously summer break. Uh did great first year in high school and the uh they put the uh, amateur radio club back on the air. Uh Whiskey Eight Golf Yankee Hotel is their call sign.
0: Awesome. Yeah, we've we've had Chris on here with us a number of times. Oh, oh yeah. So always fun to visit with him and uh and your whole family, you know. Uh, y'all are coming down to Huntsville, aren't you?
3: Yes, yes. And uh, we're bringing a few uh, extra members from our club. We've, uh, we've, we've mentioned how uh, how awesome Huntsville is. And uh, we've got a few takers to come with us and uh, experience it.
0: Well, that's great. So they'll, they'll, they'll enjoy it. Yeah. What about you, Emil? Are you going to try to come over this year? To uh, Huntsville? Um,
1: yeah. uh, I don't think I'm going to make Huntsville this year. Um. Just the way things lined up so far, from what I see.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll be there, and uh,
2: Wayne will be there, and possibility I'm going to be there if I can find a hotel other than the one that has the mayor suite yeah. for five hundred and eighty nine dollars. <laughs> well, you um, can
0: you can bring that air mattress, and we'll, yeah, we'll put you in the corner over there. <laughs> room. Cheap it out, cheap yeah, it out, cheap it out. We didn't get to camp out for field day this year.
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that here shortly. But yeah, that kind of was a little bit of a
0: disappointment. Yeah, well, Jocelyn, we were visiting in Dayton. uh, Just seems like it was only a couple of months ago. Yep. And you mentioned to us that some of the trials and tribulations that a ham operator can go through if he wants to operate, uh, well, from another country. Tell us that story.
3: All right, yeah, um, so uh, I'm originally from Canada, uh, I I live partially in the States, and I go back uh, home uh, more often, well, I wish I could go more often, but anyways, and uh, one of the things I do is we usually bring a QRP rig, or we bring a rig, and uh, we operate Chris and I, and uh, we, uh, Chris was on the air, um, actually, I did the setup, and I was talking to a gentleman, and uh, I gave him my, you know, my, my American call sign KD8VRX, and he mentioned that uh, uh, he said, "Oh, so you're American?" I said, "Well, no, I'm from the Assyria." And he said, "Well, you, technically, you're not supposed to be transmitting." So I researched it with the uh, radio amateurs of Canada. They were at Dayton. One guy told me I'm fine, and the other guy's like, "No, you're not." So I uh, did a little bit of paperwork, and uh, the agreement, uh, the Sept agreement that we have says that a uh if you you have to be an american citizen to be able to transmit in canada well since i'm not an american citizen i'm a canadian citizen i'm supposed to get a canadian call sign oh. so i started with my endeavor with uh with that fact um so that's how the whole process started Of okay so i need it and i did the research and Sure enough, it does clearly says uh, if you are going to transmit in Canada you, and you're, you've you got an American call sign, you have to have a U.S. passport and, be a, well, obviously be a citizen. If not, um, I have to get their test. And it's not just for here because it's SEP. That means anywhere else in the world I would want to operate, I would have to have used my Canadian call sign. So I, uh, like I said, I uh, started digging into it and uh, got licensed, and I can go in more details if you need me to
0: wow well that yeah and and so that would apply to to say anyone that was from a different country uh that that had moved to another country but and was licensed in that country but their citizenship is somewhere else so not just can you couldn't uh, really operate in canada you couldn't operate anywhere but the u.s then huh
3: that is correct that is correct so uh i didn't realize it at the time but i was very limited Uh, for that reason that if I go anywhere else, I can't legally transmit. So uh, I started, like I said, with their radios, Amateurs of Canada, went to their side. They have a getting started in amateur radio, which I kind of already knew. But in there, they had the study guide online, and they also had the uh, list of uh, uh, examiners. Um, So... Uh, and it works a little bit differently over there. Here we have the three VEC uh, systems, and you have to have the VEs, and they go. you go mm-hmm. through the exam. I just found this uh, gentleman, uh, Larry Doby, VE2DO, uh, that lives, uh, that wasn't too far, it was probably 20 minutes away from where I was in Canada, and uh, I just got in touch with him via email and said, you know, what's required for me to pass the exam? And he said, Study the license pool. Uh, just show up. We'll we set a we'll set a schedule, and then uh, uh, we'll get the test. Now things are a little different in the U.S. We have um, technician, general, extra. We have different classes over there. They have it's it's they have three levels, but it's different. You have basic, which is the equivalent, roughly, of technician. You have basic with honors, which is what I have, which means um, it's general, but you get HF. But here in the U.S., we limit the segment. There you get all of HF. You, you don't get just a little chunk. You get everything HF. And then the other license class is advanced, which is extra. And the difference between basic and honors and uh, advanced is the amount of power you can use. Um, you're, if you're in advanced, you're allowed to repair am- radio equipment. And uh, uh, you can also be the trustee of a repeater and own a repeater. Uh, with basics, you, you can't do that, which for my operating was, was perfectly fine. So, uh, And to get that uh, ad, or with honors, you have to pass the basic exam and either pass the five words per minute CW, and that's not my skill set, so that wasn't going to work. Uh, score 80% or higher on the exam, which is what I did, or go to the advanced. If, obviously, if you go to the advanced, you, you get the... Uh, the previous uh, license or the previous level. So uh, 70% to pass basics, 80% gets you basic with honors and HF. So uh, that's what I achieved. And uh, I showed up at the gentleman's ha- house, and he gave the, sat on his workbench with all the radio gear. He moved to the next route. Where he was standing to my side, and I just go went at it. And it's, uh, here we have, uh, I think it's 30 or 35 questions for technician, and there it's, it's 100 Wow. So it's not a it's it's not it's it, it's a little longer to take, um, and there, it's this very similar to uh, my the U.S. stuff. There was uh, just a few things that were specific. Uh, they had a whole section on the uh, uh, health uh, healthcare, so uh, so to speak, uh, like uh, how uh, RF. What I, one of the questions that I remember is uh, what organ in your body is more susceptible to RF. And mm-hmm. they give you liver, up, eyes. Eyes was the answer. Uh, that's the first thing they will be affected. Uh, what's the effect, RF, on on uh, body tissue? Obviously, it will heat it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were, there's a few more things there concerning uh, general health that they question you on. So anyway, so I went to Larry's house, and I uh, passed the exam. And then he said, okay, we'll put it into the computer. And he logs in with his account. And he looks at me, and he said, do you have a call sign you want? So you get to pick your call sign. I, well, anyways, I was able to pick my, my call sign, so we were looking at what was available. And since uh, my uh, suffix here is VRX, I thought I'd just uh, keep that and keep it simple.
0: No, that, oh. that works out good. Yeah. And you're lucky, I guess, to be able to find that one, huh?
3: Yeah, I wanted the V2 VRX, but that was already taken, so I went with Victor Alpha 2 VRX mm. uh, since that was available. Um, and then the, uh, the license there is valid for life, so there is no renewal and there was no fee. So everything was done. Uh, huh. you know, I just have to prove, prove I gave you know, proof of citizenship and he gave you know photo ID and I started and I took the exam.
0: So was, and I may have, you may have mentioned it and I didn't catch it, but so is, is Larry just another licensed amateur there or is he actually a, uh, an examiner?
3: He uh, he is both. He is an examiner. Um, You have to pass a different test to become examiners. Um, But like I said, you don't. They don't need like we have the three here, the three ves, and there he just can do it by himself. And there's again, it was on the website, and it just says, okay, you want to find a a accredited examiner, and uh, you can look by zip code, by area code, and it just lists here's the people. And I just sent him an email and said I'd be happy to do it, and it was uh, it was uh, quite easy.
2: Wow, oh, well, that's yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's very cool. That's uh, it, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I, I just never would have really thought you would have had that issue like that. Obviously, you didn't yeah. either.
3: No, and like I said, when I went to Dayton and I asked at the uh, RAC boot, they, uh, I got, they were two gentlemen, and I got two different answers. I know, it's shocking coming from him. So you ask one <laughs> question, you get different opinions. <laughs> but that's exactly what I got, and I thought, okay. And the guy's like, no, he's like, you need to research this. He's like, I don't think you're legally uh, allowed to do what you know, to transmit in Canada. So anyways, now Christopher, my son, is American, so he, can, he was able to use it. I, like I said, I just happened to find out while I was testing out the rig, so wow. somebody there knew something yeah.
0: so so chris actually had one up on you in that case
3: oh yes don't worry he
0: he was making sure that <laughs> i knew
2: about it too.
0: i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> yeah and my my
2: son would have taken advantage of that as well if he'd had the opportunity
0: yeah. well, well email i mean how does all this sound to you um, are you being from the country of louisiana are you able to operate say if you came to mississippi
1: yeah, yes, in the uh, foreign uh territory of uh the New Orleans metropolitan area, yeah. we are allowed to transmit uh, and receive.
2: So we uh, do have uh, recipro- reciprocity with Louisiana.
1: Yes, yes, it's reciprocal from the rest of the country in here. Yes.
0: And it, you're <laughs> limited to what 10 kilowatts is that?
1: 10 kilowatts <laughs> and uh got to be careful when there's a Super Bowl in town.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that incident. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Well, uh, any any questions for Jocelyn on this? There, that's that's pretty doggone interesting.
3: Oh. Uh, and I'm seeing here, Mike B3Mic pointing that thing. Uh, you do you have to have a Canadian mailing address? That's all that's required to get a Canadian call.
0: So, how did you pull that off?
3: I still have family, plenty of family back home. Ah, okay. So, cool. so then Christopher said, so I could get one too. And I said, "Well, yeah. Just you just have to study." And and as soon as I said that, he was like, "I got to go through this again." <laughs> <laughs> Mine is good.
2: I'm good. Yeah, you know? he's, he's at least he's covered up there. So yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's pretty cool, and we're glad to know that uh, you're legal now. Um,
3: yeah. Well, I was always legal here. I just wasn't legal anywhere else.
0: Yeah, that is kind of
2: weird you know well, i at least never you don't concerned. have to see you in the canadian jail up there for transmitting
0: north of the border <laughs> yeah with the qrp rig that yeah. would be bad now <laughs> <laughs> well i was only doing five watts yeah well wow. well you are uh, a member of the voice of america amateur radio club aren't you
3: that is exactly right that's uh when i first got licensed that was the first club i went to um quick story here uh i before I got licensed, I wanted to do a uh, uh, jamboree in the air with the scouts and not having, okay, I know it's amateur radio, where can I find club, found the ARL site. They linked me up with VOA and uh, they said, oh, we're, all, we're always looking for operators to help out at these events. And then I got sucked in and I just started going there. I, I really didn't have, have any idea, any other idea how the the other clubs were. So, uh, but I got lucky. it's a great group
0: oh yeah yeah we we love the v o a we've oh, yeah, we know a number of those guys now, and they gave us a great tour a few years back here, and that's one of the best episodes that we've
2: oh yeah that ever was done. that was awesome uh, matter that's of fact uh we didn't go this last year i'd actually next year i i actually wouldn't mind going back out there again. I'm sure well, that changed of, A lot of
3: things have changed. So, oh, yeah, was. I would say if you haven't been a few years, stop on by, because you'll be uh, you'll be surprised how uh, things have evolved since then.
0: Mm, cool. Sounds yeah, like a plan. we need to do that. Yeah. So you you went there this year for their um, field day, of course, and you brought a few full loaders along, didn't you?
3: Yes, I did.
0: Well, let's take a look at some of these here. You tell us what's going on, and uh, maybe... Who's there? Um, so here, we, uh, what
3: we do is, because we have such a nice facility and a lot of uh, lawn in the front, we always set up in the front lawn, which is between the museum and the road, so people can kind of see what we're doing. And with the museum being open, uh, it, you know, we've got some traffic. So this is just a push-up mass. Uh, I think there's uh, Denny, Mike, and uh, Gary. Uh, our Gary is KDV. And Denny is, uh, Dennis is, his call sign escapes me, NADPG. There we go. Um, Anyways, it's a push-up mass, and we're loading, uh, setting up here a, um, I think that's the 4080 uh, NVIS antenna.
0: Okay. And that's what, like a dipole, except it's got traps on either end there?
3: Yeah, that's 480, uh, just to, uh, because it's loaded. Um, and we, uh, it's on a. Uh, we're going to set it low for NVIS local communications for that one. So I'm the uh, furthest one to the right. Well, it looks and, like George
2: uh, there too, looking on.
3: Yeah, so uh, sure. that's. Um, <laughs> oh, I forget his name. I know he's a great CW operator. Uh, he comes every that's field not day. George. Uh, every now and then he'll come by. And the uh, other gentleman with me is uh, Mike uh, KB8ZYE and i think we're just uh getting the ground rods written, put in and stuff for the stations and then you see the uh, museum all the way there in the back.
0: Wow. How many tents did y'all have set up out there? Was it uh I see at least two there two. in that photo.
3: Yeah, we usually run as a 4 alpha, so we usually have four set up um and i uh yeah, and then there's somebody that has a uh trailer. Um so what either the trailer's operating because he doesn 't say the whole time or the other uh, or the other tent will be in in, in use uh,
0: is this the push up we were looking at earlier or is this another antenna
3: that is another antenna um, this was a uh, the gentleman in the, in the step ladder is Andy n d a d and uh, he came up with this uh, one sixty top loaded uh, vertical antenna and uh it was uh It it took a while to set up, I'll put it that way. And uh, that's one of, you know, we we always say um, with field day, you always learn something. And that was one of those things where uh, it required a lot of manpower to set up. And uh, it did did okay, but it didn't do extremely well. Uh, You know, we were saying how next year maybe we'll, instead of experimenting on field day, we should experiment before field day and uh, get ready for, uh, you know, figure out what works and just uh, go with there with that
2: sorry we we had somebody on the ladder too but nobody ever really called him a gentleman no i guess we'll see that shortly and we were experimenting on
0: it too so. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh yeah that's a novel idea there uh work out the kinks ahead of time yeah yeah, no, uh, yeah.
2: another mental note taken that sure was a nice <laughs> satellite dish y'all put up in
3: the background yeah that satellite uh, dish is used for eme so it's got re- two of our um Two of our club members uh, <laughs> rebuilt that because when the, uh, when the VOA was decommissioned, the government basically uh, took a lot of the stuff away. So the actuator motors were stripped. Uh, so basically they had to rebuild the whole thing. The dish was there. It's got a little uh, shack in the back with AC. And uh, these two gentlemen, uh, Mike Murphy and Jim, and this last name escapes me at the time. Anyways, uh, they basically rebuilt the whole thing. And uh, they, we use it for uh, EME communications.
0: Wow. A lot of guy ropes there. I mean. uh, yeah.
3: yeah. What you're the, the other guy ropes are for the other antennas that are basically in the back of the, the, the frame of the picture. So not what you're seeing in front, but if you picture, you're taking the picture, everything is to your back. And those are the guy ropes that are getting in. Because you can see a uh, ladder line there on the uh, top mm-hmm. uh, left, or, yeah, from the left to the right, or, going up that's a line of another antenna
2: wow so how many do you have up all together
3: we had four stations four four yep
0: okay so and, when, here's-
3: and that that's gary that's one of the tents we have uh that's gary kdv and uh, he's doing a little operating there i'm not quite sure which tent he was on but that's that that's our typical setup um let the uh try to get some hair moving through it
0: are you running on generator
3: we were running on generator. Uh, we do a lot of uh, services for the uh, township. So one of the benefits we get is the township brings uh, two uh, humongous generators that they use with the floodlights for construction sites. So we don't run the lights. We just run the generator. So we, we usually have plenty of power. We don't have to worry about refueling them because we just don't take enough load for them to run out. Um, so we're quite fortunate to, uh, to be able to operate that way.
0: Uh, that's that's a good setup it would be nice if somebody brought us a generator wouldn't it yeah it would
2: (laughs) Uh, i didn't see any visqueen or air conditioner on your tent
0: now
3: now the only thing we had was fans uh if you look in the bottom of there there was a fan to uh, help uh just kind of move the breeze a little bit so yeah so all the radios are running on that and all the computers were running off of uh the generators as well and then uh we also have a hardwired line for uh, Ethernet or Internet, Ethernet, uh, going through our network. So um, mm. I'm the IT guy for the, uh, for the club. So one of the things we did this year that we've been doing for two years is instead of everybody having a full client, so to speak, on all the – we use the N3FJP software. Sorry, I'm a little bit over the place. But what we did is we set up a remote desktop server so in the building is a server that's in our our server room and then everybody just initiates a remote desktop connection to it and logs from it so if there's any communication or or somebody rips the wires everything is still saved on the server
4: Yeah,
2: that's so, interesting
3: and and just to be make emil super happy we use the <clears throat> windows server trial version which is good for 180 days <laughs> and the remote desktop free trial is 120 days so really it, the software was free to do this, except Man. for the logging software.
2: Man, you really cheaped out good. <laughs> there you go. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: what's in this next one here?
3: Uh, so that's our, our typical setup. Um, so we have laptops, um, and yeah, like I said, you can see the red wire there. So everything's hardwired connected most of the time, um, and uh, just a table chair. And uh, there's a ground rod to the little bit to the right to ground everything properly. And uh, that's, like I said, our our typical setup. And there's uh, lights in the uh, top of the tent for uh, nighttime operating, although we we need backlit keyboards. Somebody made that comment, and I think that's a very valid one.
0: Yeah, that that could be a problem at night, couldn't it? Yeah. Um, I do notice one thing about that photo there. He's got a nice speaker, and then it just occurred to me. Since you are set up in four different tents, the operators don't have to wear headsets. Oh yeah,
3: correct. We're far enough apart that the uh, the we don't really hear the other one, not distinctly. Uh, and 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 the other reason for the speaker is, is as people are walking by to go mm-hmm. to the museum or stuff, that they get to kind of hear what we're what's going on.
0: Yeah, usually if people are walking by our uh, field day site, Wayne has to get the gun out and go see what's yeah going on
3: <laughs> Where, <laughs> be a bear yeah
0: yeah uh, and here is the uh the club call sign right here
3: yep wcavoa uh that was the uh that was one of the stations and uh i'm there and then yeah we're just uh set up and like, like i said this is uh i think that was the go to station and that may have been last year um but anyway so that that again that's our typical setup and just to make sure that uh, people know who we are and they can stop by and talk and figure out what we do and what we're doing for.
2: Cool. That's a, that was a really nice setup, Jocelyn. And you guys are right there by that main road too so that big banner. I'm hoping you got some uh, people to come in.
3: Yeah, and like I said, we also have the uh the museum banner that says okay, we're open and come and see we have tours and stuff. So we yeah. we got some uh, people on that came in. Uh Chris and I and a few other people were working uh uh, I think we were there Saturday from 9.30 till about 2.00, 2.30 in the morning. Um, and we had a couple wow. of uh, visitors about 10 o'clock or so. One of them is, uh, I think he, uh, I can't remember, the, the dad's light just got licensed. His son is looking into it. He's a scout. Um, he's in, he, I think we met him at Jamboree on the Air last year. So one of the things we do also with the museum being open is uh, on the weekends, we do Jamboree on the Air. So if you're a scout, you can come in for free into the museum and uh, try to talk to other scouts around the world. So uh, Jeff, the, 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 the guy that showed up uh, the, uh, with his son, and the, we got him on the air again this year. Oh, so.
0: cool. oh, great. This room looks kind of familiar here, doesn't it, Tommy? Yep. Yeah, we've been in there a few times.
3: Yep, yep. So that's uh, still on the unfinished part of uh, the museum, and that's, uh, that was our dining hall um we uh, we have um a member Mark K that was uh, uh nice enough to organize everything to uh for food and make sure everybody was fed so that was on Saturday uh, after we just finished getting set uh, we after lunch and we were going to finish the setup on whatever needed to be done so yeah we're we're pretty lucky we have uh, we have a lot of people that come out and help so you
2: it's would, always good don't don't you know something funny about that picture um. They're, none of them's clothes are drenched with sweat, and they don't look like they've been abused.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. What's it's just up with a that? little different weather than what we might have had?
0: Yeah. We were in that room uh, one year for let's see, it was an ICOM event. Yeah. I think they had their dinner there. Yeah, they had their dinner inside that room right there.
2: So. Yeah. Well, that's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, good stuff, Jocelyn. We appreciate you bringing that along tonight, and kind of. Showing us, um, you know how VOA does field day.
3: Yeah, no, we're glad to uh, glad to do it. And uh, like we've said, the uh, museum's open. Uh, if anybody wants to come by, stop by. Uh, it's open more one to four on Saturday and Sunday every weekend. Um, there's a nominal fee to get in, and if you're an amateur, stop by the ham shack, let us know, and uh, you can operate from the station. Okay. Actually, very at, cool. we have uh, we have seven. Positions right now with the uh, anything from I think our newest rig is a seventy three hundred and the oldest rig is it's a tie between the FT one hundred and one E and the TS five twenty.
2: Wow, that's a that's a really great place to have a ham club too. I mean, that's kind of ideal, really. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. An old radio station? You can't really beat that up. I bet they even had running water. And, very, and they may have actually had <laughs> flushing toilets and everything. Yeah. Who yes. Knows?
0: Yeah, one of the benefits. <laughs> well, uh, Jocelyn, are you going to hang around with us for a while? I. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Oh, cool. We're going to be back in just a, a couple of minutes here. Keep on going. I did fail to mention something at the front of the show that we always mention. If you're watching live, we've got a chat room. Uh, you can uh, jump in there and chat with the fine folks in there and uh, poke fun at the guest. We probably our host. We probably won't see it. Yeah. We might. We do look in there every now and then. Uh, but uh, join us, uh, amateurlogic.tv/chat, whenever we're shooting live.
2: Yep. And if you're watching the live stream and you're not in the chat room, you're missing half the fun. Mm-hmm. But which half? That's the question. Yeah. That's you'll have to figure that
0: part out. Yep. All right, we'll be back in just a moment, so don't go anywhere. Heard it, worked it, logged it. It's time to get the transceiver that's best suited for your lifestyle. ICOM offers a variety of high-performance and innovative products. See how you can make the most out of contest season with these transceivers. The competitive edge you've been looking for, raise the bar and hear what others cannot with this flagship HF50MHz transceiver, the IC7851. Reciprocal Mixing Dynamic Range, Crystal Clear Local Oscillator Design, Spectrum Scope, Dual Receivers, and Digital Voice Recorder. The IC7610 is the SDR every ham wants and just in time for contesting season. This high-performance SDR has the ability to pick out the faintest signals, even in the presence of stronger adjacent signals. The new ICOM IC7610 is a direct sampling, software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of a SDR transceiver. RF direct sampling, 110 RMDR, independent dual receiver, dual digicell. IC 7300 is changing the way entry-level HF is designed. This high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations. RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and SD memory card slot. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on all the great ICOM radios. The cheap old man is going to show us how they do field day down in South Louisiana now. Cajun style. <laughs> Cajun style. <laughs>
1: well, I don't know about Cajun style. Well, <laughs> I think we were the ones that were being
0: cooked. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. So the first one is just a, is this your QSL card?
1: Yeah, so we, um, we use this as our um, Facebook, you know, you get points for being social media. Mm-hmm aware and getting the word out there and this was in our newsletter and something i put together so that we could get the word out so people would show up
0: yeah we need an alligator fire logo too i've got a shirt that's got one on it but yeah yeah (laughs) you still got one um you probably had that for a long time (laughs) yeah i may not (laughs) i think about it we can put the weather dog for ours
1: yeah, some of our leaders. That's on our website, the W5SLA website. And uh, some of our uh, leaders of the club actually uh, put that together and drew all the artwork that's in that uh, that webpage. So that's where I uh, plagiarized
0: it from. Yeah, cool. It looks nice. Yeah. All right, tell us about this first setup
1: here. All right. All right. That is the uh, my field day station when it was beginning to uh, get put together there. Uh, you can see the battery on the right-hand side and in that little battery box is an inverter that's feeding, uh, and also the uh, deep cycle uh, marine battery. So the inverter is feeding a little surge strip that goes behind that monitor. And uh, what you don't see in the picture is uh, the laptop that I was using. I brought my uh, Ubuntu a uh, Linux laptop with all the software to work the digital modes out there in the field. And that's my ICOM 9100. And I actually did bring the little Estron power supply too. It all ran off of it. I was out there for at least five hours, and again, it didn't put a dent in that battery, and it all worked. I was running the full – between 75 and 100 watts. What, if I could – whatever I could get the tune <laughs> yeah. up to the full 100, I got it. So a little, bit, a little bit further off in the field there, you'll see my MFJ 1919 tripod. Up at the top of that was my uh, B-Squared Engineering J-Pole, dual band mm-hmm. J-Pole coming back to the uh, rig and also uh it's not in this picture but i put my mfj auto tuner 300 watt auto tuner at the bottom of this and then ran a wire into the trees behind me um from this position so um that's about what's in this picture and all the gear i get to lug with me
0: okay cool did you notice anything strange about that photo tommy just the lsu thing uh, well other than that <laughs> <laughs> um, you know that is that well, is a uh, ni- I- that's a <laughs> nice portable table there. That is not concrete blocks and a couple of old boards. Yeah, is that cheap old man compliant? I, I, Do you
2: get that on sale Emil?
1: Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure I didn't pay for it. So oh, so um, that, that makes it cheap enough. Got-
2: <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: who's <laughs> borrowed?
0: All right, this next okay. one here. I see you brought your own shade.
1: I did. I did. This is uh, me and some of the guys set up in general, the truck in the background this year. This year, I did not put the mast on the back of my truck like I did before, since I had the auto tuner and some wire. But uh, those guys were instrumental in helping me get some of the uh, wire and antennas up. And uh, the all-important ice chest over there uh, to the right in this picture of full of water and tea and whatever else, because it was in the hundreds, literally.
0: And where were y'all set up? What is this area?
1: This, here? this, the area is the field right adjacent to the uh, W5 SLA um, Emergency Com- uh, Communication Center. It's an EOC. So, um, this is the field that's uh, next to the club.
0: Y'all did not take advantage of the air conditioning in the building then, I see.
1: Well, I, I didn't, but you're going to see some others that did.
0: Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> All right, we just wanted to be sure about that. It seemed like, uh, oh, wait a minute, who is this guy here? Before that started, uh, one of the sets of points that you could get was
1: if you had a lesson plan and an education plan and you gave a session. And this was our version of that. We, We had a lot of new hams show up that have never worked field day or never knew what was going on. So we did an educational lesson plan here that covered Uh, safety, like um, Jocelyn was talking about earlier, RF safety. Um, We covered, you know, what does the uh, five foxtrot mean? You know, all of those things that a new ham won't have a clue unless they go through and read the, uh, what is it, an 80-page packet? (laughs) Yeah. You know, so we held a a briefing. Uh, One of the other things we we did here was we had our safety officer, even though we operated as an e CC or an EOC 5 Foxtrot, we didn't really have, we couldn't get the points for a safety officer because of that. That's one of the rules. But we did it anyway. And we had some people who are EMTs and uh, very trained, I think it's KG5FRI, Henry and and his uh, friend came over and they gave us some safety tips uh, for the heat and for staying hydrated and for not eating too many ribs.
0: Cool. So there is an award for that.
1: There,
0: for not eating ribs
1: the the Too educational many. yeah wait for the ribs or for the uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> no if you do the educational lesson plan and you send it into them and that was my proof that I submitted to the ARL to get that 100 points
0: Ah, okay now who is this guy here well well there you guy. go
1: that's our friend in the chat room and yeah. down here KG5 CN uh glenn and uh, that's glenn setting up his um out his vertical hold on i got that model he he got uh mfj's 2389 antenna i think he bought it at lafayette ham fest when we were out there and uh that's the eight band um vertical portable vertical that they have i don't know if you guys ever seen that thing but he outperformed me in the field i can tell you that and i went and operated his station for a while just because of that antenna. And I'm, I'm going to pretty much guarantee I'll probably get one for next year.
0: Another guy looks kind of familiar here to me. I can't, can't remember his call sign or name though. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: That is W5 DGM. And I hope I can say it like him. He's got uh fascinating uh, audio gear in his setup. And, uh, you know, he, he does work for the broadcast industry as a transmitter engineer. That's Dominic uh, Mitchum. Yeah. And, down here, there's, uh, I think it's Channel 4, and he's, or he's with a group, actually. So he, uh, he was there. In fact, he was one of the two or three reasons we could actually operate as a uh, amateur extras as the club. You know, they're, they're the control operators and uh, mm-hmm. trustees of the uh, club's equipment, etc. So there's Dominic. We wouldn't have a, a field day without him. Wow.
0: Well, that's, that's mighty nice of him.
1: And then there was Glenn in the background there. I saw his station, but I think yeah. there might be another one. Yeah, I saw him, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> There's Glenn operating on that, that vertical, and, and uh, I think he might have had another antenna on his uh, FT-991.
2: Now, yeah, that's, that's where yeah, I yeah. Uh, work field
1: day. <laughs> yes. So uh, Manny Myers um, is our um, Aries uh, leader here in the, in the parish. He also carries a mean set of barbecue pits on his uh, trailer there. And he, he fed this club. Uh, I mean, when it, was, when it was eating time, you couldn't hear any, anything going on because uh, he, he made some ribs that just knocked us all out, <laughs> and uh, he, does, he did the job. And, and he brought some utes right there, if you see the some utes.
0: Some Yeah, I saw the <laughs> utes there. Now, you know, that, that ought to be worth a lot of bonus <laughs> points there, ribs.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cooked on site. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's probably in the rules somewhere. Yeah, got
0: to be.
1: We, we did come up with some funny names. I did not bring them with me. I think I posted them in our uh, uh, Facebook page, but we'll, we'll have to look at that. We had names for all of the food. And there you go. Some, there's somebody in the back, uh, one of the back rooms we have operating. There's three stations back there. He's on the Kimwood t- uh, TS-2000. And we've got the Pro 3 from ICOM back there. That's all um, digital hooked up. And the one to the left there is the FT-897, which is a packet station. Basically, that's what we used it for. And uh, we, we usually hunt in packs here, but I guess with one of them was the cameraman in this case. Uh, you know, you got one guy spotting and the other guy logging or, or one guy, you know, getting the contacts or calling. The one thing we, we have to figure out how to do better is how, um, basically how to uh, coordinate who's on which band. Uh, it's one of the things we learn, you know, lessons learned from uh, this field day because you can really knock somebody's front end out when yeah. you're on the same band yeah. <laughs> especially when you have five stations
0: so did you damage any radios or you just just had interference
1: yeah it was just it was just interference
0: that's something we kind of kind of watch for here is to make sure everybody's mm-hmm. on a different band there has been an occasion <clears throat> where two folks got on the same band but yeah and uh using mm-hmm. those uh filters that we bought last year Used them again this year. Those helped out a lot. Yeah, too.
2: they're 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 great. They're just yeah. a hassle if you want to change bands. Yeah, because you have to swap. swap
0: filters with somebody. But
2: yeah. uh, other than that, they 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 do the job really well. Yeah, yeah, they do.
0: Well, email. That's uh, looks like y'all had a fun field day down there. I don't know that I would have picked out the shack to operate from outdoors. I think I would have really preferred to 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 have operated from the building there, but. You know?
1: It's field day, right? Field
0: day. But somebody
2: <laughs> has to be out in the field. Yeah. That's right. I'm I'm, I'm volunteered
1: to be that person, in fact, as the uh, field day chairman for W5SLA. So I get to be in the field for oh. field day.
0: Okay. Well, that makes sense to me. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff we had here for uh, field day, some of the things we did this year. We... We use some familiar antennas and some uh, new antennas as well. And some unfamiliar ones. Some unfamiliar ones. I think this is me. I think that's the, oh yeah, that's the buck. Yeah. When you go outside and you take your camera first out and it's really hot outside, you get that kind of uh, hazy look there. From the fog. And the thing. You must have drank a lot of coffee before you went out there. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I was, it was in a so hurry. hot,
1: that's why he's moving so fast. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: So I'm putting together the cobweb antenna there. Yeah, Tommy used that this year. Yeah, that's basically uh, a bunch of halfway dipoles kind of, you know, put on a frame there. It's not a directional antenna, It. it's, uh, it's dipoles, so it's omnidirectional. A lot of bands, it starts at 20 meters and goes on up. Did it go through six or was it just 10? I don't remember. Uh,
2: it did six, but my tuner didn't.
0: Yeah, okay, that's right.
2: Uh, So it needs to be tuned a
0: little bit on six. So we, you know, we've put this one together a time or two before. We used it last year, and that's how you tune it. You see those little uh, metal tabs they got on the end? That's how you change the length of the wire, and just that little bit, Mm -hmm. changing one screw hole there, you can see it actually makes a difference uh, tuning it. And that thing, man, the, the tuning is pretty much right on on it. Except for six. Except for six. <clears throat> um, and, you know, probably just, I don't know why it wasn't. Uh, I don't know. We'll probably need to check it before
2: next time, though. But uh, that thing, that thing yeah. really performed well. We had it on uh, a couple of pieces of, uh, actually, fence posts, I think that was. And yeah. then we had it guided off by three ropes tied off mm-hmm. kind of nearby so that was 20 feet yeah with a little with a uh, tripod how was the performance the performance was great if, if almost most of the time if i heard somebody and i called them they came right back to me it mm-hmm. worked really well i was happy with it very
0: happy with it cool we had uh, a video that you shot here while wayne and i were hanging off center fed
2: yeah i tried to shoot it so. It was time to start the OCF installation process, and I was getting the camera ready, but I, so I missed the launch event. George and Wayne went ahead and shot the line across the limb; got a really good shot on it. Got across a very high limb, so it should be a really good install this. Nice one. Don't let it get away. Yeah, it's like a string fish. You're gonna need a whole mess of those. If you
0: put
2: a button on the reel or something, it's trying to
0: spike. (laughs)
2: What are we doing now, Wayne? Are we scaling it? Yeah. right. Looks like
4: we're
2: going up with it. goes yeah well it's time to look and see how we're going to get the coax up there and what all is going to be in the way when we raise it up there are quite a few antennas already collected here in the backyard. Sure is an ugly ballon.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to tape it up for today. It's only going to be up for a weekend.
2: Just a temporary field day set up, anyways. That's my cue to get to work.
0: Just
5: stupendous action there.
2: Yeah, it was. It was. And that music put a tear to my eye when we were listening to it. Yeah. (laughs) I think a couple
0: of folks who are watching nodded off. Yeah. Sort of like a lullaby there. So we did get that antenna up. That was the off center fed dipole, 40 meter version. When it's time to raise your antennas quickly, nothing beats the weight, strength, and ease of fiberglass masts. And nobody offers you more choices in quality fiberglass masts than MFJ. MFJ 1918 and 1919 Series Portable Tripods include strong steel bases and non-skid feet with fiberglass masts in heights of 6, 7.8, 9.5, or 18 feet. For heavy-duty requirements, choose a MFJ 1904, 1906, or 1908 Super Strong Fiberglass Mast, available in 10, 22, 25, 33, 43, or 50-foot heights. .125-inch thick-wall fiberglass tubing has the strength necessary to support real weight, including small Yagis, verticals, loops, full-size dipoles, and more. Standard and H models have 2-inch outer-diameter bottom sections and 3-quarter-inch OD top sections and come with strong stainless steel hose clamps. Optional military-quality UV-protected quick clamps are available. HD models are extra-heavy-duty, And have two and a half inch OD bottom sections and one inch OD top sections, and include quick clamps for quick and easy deployment of MFJ's 1904, 1906, and 1908 series super strong fiberglass mast. Add a giant 5.5 foot super heavy duty tripod with an 8 foot diameter footprint. These tripods are perfect for holding massive antennas with big masts, sturdy and safely for extra stability. Add MFJ's 1905 tripod anchor foot braces. These heavy stainless steel feet also allow you to add ground spikes for high winds and unleveled grounds safely. For super quick deployment of lightweight wire antennas like inverted V's or dipoles, nothing beats MFJ's 1910 through 1917 lightweight telescopic portable mast. Choose your height from 10 to 43 feet and rapidly raise your antenna in just seconds. They're perfect for field day, traveling, camping, hotels, hamfest, D expeditions, or anywhere you need to get on the air quick. Don't let their super lightweight fool you though. these telescopic masts are made of high-strength fiberglass sections that quickly twist and lock into place. Check out MFj's quality fiberglass masts today at mfjenterprises.com.: I used this antenna this year. you used it some too, didn't you? Uh,
2: no, I actually you didn't, didn't use this I didn't one. use
0: it. Wayne may have. Well, I guess a little uh, swapped out with Wayne. He used it a little bit, too. But uh, I used one of MFJ's new hex beam antennas this year. Uh, this one is 40 meters on up. After I had assembled the spreaders there, it's three separate fiberglass rods for each one of the spreaders there the a telescope. You can see I've had the uh, clips mounted on there that the wires string around. And to put a hex beam together, I did some reading on the internet to find how other folks were doing it. Start out with a five-gallon bucket in the middle. You you wouldn't have guessed that, would you? No, no. I'm glad you saw, told us though. You know, you just you you wouldn't think about it, but that's a very important part of it. So I laid out all my elements basically where they should be. Stuck uh, one end up on five-gallon bucket there. This is after I assembled. A part of it i've got the mounting plate together there see how all that went together and that's why you need the bucket uh-huh. because that mount uh, that's on the bottom of, of that assembly there is sitting down inside the bucket right. this holds it up off the ground i did not read about the cardboard boxes so you need cardboard boxes too that wasn't in the instructions that wasn't in the instructions you put one of those out under each spreader there to kind of hold them up while you try to put those bolts in that uh mounting plate there in the middle. You can see those little coils of wire there. That's is the uh that's the driven elements for the different bands. Starting at the very bottom, that's 6 meters. Here's a little close up of that. That's um, okay. You know, a little bit closer in. What I did is I had put as much of this together as I could in advance, thinking we were going to be going to the woods field day this year. Yeah. That didn't work out due to thunderstorms. So I ended up um, just assembling it in the backyard. Of course, we operated out of the shack this year because of...
2: Well, I'm just going to say that... Without them having to see the rest of the install, that would have been pretty tough to do out there. Uh, It would have
0: taken the situation we we had. Yeah. So doing this saved a lot of time. I did all of this stuff before uh, y'all even showed up on site. Uh, Did this like Friday night right right before thunderstorm. There's another little closer uh, picture there. You can see that fiberglass pole in the back. And then there's two Aluminum tubes that go up. That's the feed points for the different bands of the antenna. Okay. And uh, you hook your elements into there, and then that's how it uh, well that's how it distributes out to the different bands is is through those aluminum tubes right there. Uh, this is what's on top. You put dacron cord around there, and these pieces of cord here are used to pull up the ends of the elements. Next one here, this is when I've actually started putting it together. You can see a couple of the elements are kind of strung around there. Uh, I'm starting to put the insulators in. This is actually a beam, and I wish I had a better picture here. We're going to do some more of this in the future, though, looking at this antenna a little bit closer. Essentially how it was going together, I had to get off of the uh, 5-gallon bucket, though. Oh yeah, I went yeah. You had to migrate horses. up to sawhorses. Yeah, because it was kind of bad on the back trying to bend over, and there were a lot of a lot of wires to run through. A yeah, that's a lot to fit in the bucket screen. anyway. Yeah, it took a little bit of doing to get that thing in the air. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, it. Um, <laughs> we, we were having trouble getting it up, man. <laughs> I swear it. We actually had to do it twice. We've got it on top of a 43-foot fiberglass telescopic pole with a giant tripod. That came from MFJ as well. Uh, Tommy's on the ladder there. I'm running around. I'm going to operate the nut driver to tighten up those hose clamps on the pipe. Tommy is going to pull up and keep them falling. Yeah, Wayne is going to hold the tripod from going up when Tommy tries to pull up the antenna. And of course, we've fed it up a little bit there. In typical,
2: in their typical style, it was the first round was a calamity of uh, malfunctions.
0: Yeah, we were trying to use the quick clips. Those aren't good for lifting a 26 kind of pound antenna.
2: Yeah. Well, we didn't
0: glue, them, glue the bottoms down because. Uh, yeah, because we didn't. Well, you weren't or, sure if you were going to use it yeah. later, so we ended up using uh, hose clamps. Now they'd come with the uh, fiberglass pole. There. By the way, this is a really nice pole. Maybe putting a, a 40 meter hex beam up is a little more than we want to put on it, but we were only using it, you know, for field days, so um, we went ahead and raised it up. And you can see that one is already assembled right
2: there. Uh, You just need to hang some socks from under it and stuff like
0: that. Right, yeah, a couple gorge. Yep, yeah, that'd be nice. Yep. We've got the guy ropes kind of basically tied on there. Is that the possum fence we see in the bottom? That is the possum fence, yes. Um, I think the antenna was about to start getting heavy at this point. Um, No. I'm pretty sure it was already heavy. Oh, it was. It, it, it didn't get heavy right now.
2: Yeah, it just wasn't heavy when you were holding that piece of rope. Yeah. Uh,
0: let's see, Wayne came over and had to look at it. Apparently, I don't know what he say, but uh, The wind we'll was starting to kick up there as well. Yeah, it took like uh,
2: maybe three times as long to put that thing up as uh, we kind of on.
0: Yeah, uh, we were late getting started operating until, day. By the time we got that phase. Uh, of course, we had the guide off. It's 26 pound antenna, so you know you need to use some proper precautions. But it is directional on all the bands except the 30 and 40. So you do have a little gain. Now you can see we don't have a rotor there on it. But you, you did have a wind-driven rotor. It was wind-driven, so uh, you really didn't know which way you were pointing. And if you looked at the logs,
2: you could see... Wow, well, I don't remember it swaying that much. Yeah, it got Well,
0: obviously. Yeah. Um, we didn't... It, it got <laughs> close there a couple of times. You can tell.
2: Back. <laughs> you lock it down right there. That's pretty straight. Yeah. And I think that's. Yeah. It was some kind of hot out there too,
0: man. It was. Actually, the the video of us raising the hex beam was actually twenty minutes. A video there that I kind of compressed down to. That's
2: all. Yeah. It felt like we were out there a lot more than twenty. Well, we minutes. were.
0: We were. That was just the twenty minutes that we could show. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, we compressed it down to about five minutes, and I was thinking, you know, I really wish we could have done this a little faster. It it did take a long time to put that antenna up. We were. A little slow getting on on the field day operating, so I think I've got a plan for how we can do this next year, Tom. Well,
2: let's see it.
0: Action. So that's how we'll do it next Oh, well, That was year. a lot faster. <laughs> it was. It just got right to the point there. <laughs> We're just going to have to have a lot of coffee before we get started. Uh, probably so. Uh, so we've got, we've got one more piece of video here that we want to play. But i tell you what. First, why don't we just take a quick break. Okay. And we're going we'll to come back, and we got one more field day <laughs> video to go. Okay. At the end of each month, it's Amateur Logic's Ham College, the new show for those new to the hobby and those wanting to get into amateur radio.
2: Which of the following is a purpose of the amateur radio service, as stated in the FCC rules and regulations?
0: That inductor and capacitor form a tuned circuit, that's how you tune the radio to the frequency that you want the english language
2: we lived in town i liked it I, I listened to mine a lot it was really cool because you didn't have to have a battery to yeah. power them.
0: there's our homemade telegraph station we can use it for long distance communications oh like uh, what three yeah, feet across the table the
2: answer is b voltage was named after italian physicist alessandro volta
0: we can see we're generating a little bit of electricity there it's dc
2: it's always great to go back and get a refresher
0: it sure a lot, is. A lot
2: of that stuff. If you've been a ham for a while, like we have, you, you don't really think about a lot of that stuff that often.
0: They didn't have electric screwdrivers in those days, so that's why we're not using one. Why we went stores. primitive with it. Yeah. So let's see if we can hear anything when we uh, we fire off our spark gap transmitter. Well, we didn't build anything or blow up anything today, but... Uh, the
2: night's still young. And we'll be doing another Ham College at the end of the month. Yep. Uh, it's going to be on a Thursday this time, though. Uh, we think, yeah. Most likely. So, so uh, stay tuned for the postings on that. Got a few conflicts with uh, Friday and the weekend. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm going to actually be on vacation at the last day <clears throat> of the month, I hope. Yeah. Are y'all still in the general, the general pool? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Or pay attention when I
1: get to the extra pool.
0: Yeah, you you should probably start paying attention now because, um, when we get to the extra pool, it's going to be every man for himself. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, and even though we're extras, even though we're extras, we're not sure how that happened, but it did. <laughs> um. One final piece of video here tonight. This is the, uh, the stations that each of us ran here at Field Day this year. We always do that for Field Day. And it's pretty much the same gear we used last year. I don't think there were a lot of changes, but uh, let's take a look at that and we'll be right back.
6: I'm working 40 right at the moment. It's, uh, it's doing a lot better now that we got the off-center fed up and got off the vertical. But uh, it's, uh, it's pretty crowded. Pretty crowded. What what gear are you using? I'm using your Sony headphones, uh, which I have used every field day. Cause I'm too cheap to go buy my own. Eh, just because I have no place at home to really put up an antenna to use them. So, uh, my LDG Z100 tuner, Yasu FT897. There's a filter back there, isn't it? Uh, yep. That's one of the ones that we got last year from uh, DX Engineering. And those are, I think those have really been helping out a lot. Uh, seem to be. Seem to be. We still get a little bit of...
0: Yeah, but it's, it's not bad. I mean, we lived through most of what I've been hearing. I don't
6: know about you, but... Yeah. I, I'll, I'll hear a little bit every now and then when somebody keys up, but it's uh, it definitely has helped. Um. Running my Daiwa variable uh, power supply. All the same
0: stuff
6: you used last year, except you're running a new laptop this year. Uh, That's pretty much it. The other one kind of, uh, it still works, but it's really, really slow.
0: So would you say you're logging more contacts because of the new computer there?
6: (laughs) (laughs) No, I would not say that. Uh, I do have my uh, Tar Heel controller back here. Uh, initially had that set up out there on the little outpost and uh Mm -hmm. it was working but 40 was kind of dead uh earlier this afternoon yeah and um i mean it it may do okay but i mean i mean for a quick antenna to get up that little tar hill on that outpost is is excellent just to get on the air but it's not the greatest antenna in the world for trying to play field day and busting pile ups. but uh, it did all right and um like I said, we got that off-center fed up, and that's definitely helped a lot. Of course, it's getting darker, so that helped too.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm going to see what Tom is doing back there. Three
2: Delta, Mike's here at Three Delta, Mississippi.
0: What are you running this year, the same stuff you ran last year? Same
2: old, same old. I've got my ICOM 7100. I've got my MFJ tuner, my uh, 939 tuner. I'm still using the same filters that we bought last year. Those have been indispensable, really. But I'm using a different power supply this year. I've got the little MFJ compact uh, 30-amp switching supply this year. And my same uh, Heil headphones that I had before.
0: And the same antenna.
2: Same antenna I had last year. But I did get out the glasses, like I said a few minutes ago.
0: Oh. I I can see that's your secret to success this year. Well,
2: it did. I put them on. I made the contact right off the bat, so I don't even know
0: why I took them off. (laughs) All right, man. I'll let you get back to it. Okay. Well, this is my setup here. I'm at the desk. I've got a monitor connected to my IC7700 over here, so I can kind of see what's going on. I'm also, uh, I've got the N1MM logger running back here. And in the foreground there, I've got FL Digi, and I've been working some CW with that. I actually made a few contacts, and I don't know CW, but this allows me to kind of cheat. I don't think it's it's really as good as if you can actually copy CW. Um, you probably do a little better than this, because some of those guys go pretty fast. But this is a way you can do it, and it... And it has worked.
2: Well, that's cool. Yeah. It's kind of
0: cheating, but we'll claim it. Yeah, we'll claim them, just like anything else we can get on the log there.
2: (laughs) So, uh, your your rig over here, how many watts are you running on
0: that? I'm running 150 watts. That's the IC7700. Yeah, I got cables all strung into it uh, so that I can do CW right now. I would like to... Run the item right above the rig, but uh, since it's field day, I'm not, I'm not running that.
2: Yeah, note it's turned off.
0: Yep. It would be nice to run, run a little more power though, but we're we're playing fair.
2: Yeah, I heard somebody on the radio yesterday claiming he was running 400 watts.
0: Well, you can, I think, but uh, you know, you're you're a little different class if you do. So your points don't count as much.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, that's a nice yeah. setup.
0: This is my other rig right here. I've been running Hamshack Hotline on this one. You
2: make any QSOs? I've made them?
0: a couple of QSOs on there, but, of course, you can't put those in the log. Yeah,
2: not this year, but probably by next year they may add that class.
0: They might. They might. You think they'll add that class? Uh, probably, probably not. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> think so. So that's... Well, we had to operate this year from the shack once again. Uh, Dwayne and I went out and cleared out the, the campsite. Really nice. Again. And, again. Really nice big area. Um, we were all ready to go, and then we were going to set up on, uh, we are going to go up there Friday afternoon, set the tents and all up, and, well, uh, thunderstorms.
2: Yep. So. oh i mean some serious ones yeah, too
0: serious we we would not have been able to pitch tents in that so. yeah
2: we we would have never been able to get back
0: there with the vehicles no so uh once again we were forced to operate field day from the air conditioned shack here somebody <laughs> has to do oh darn oh darn is right
2: yeah. uh, actually honestly the, being able to go home sleep in my bed at night was nice and the, Sitting in the air conditioner was nice, but it still was a little bit of a disappointment, kind of missing the camping trip again. Yeah. E- even though it's hot, you know, and, and it's yeah. a lot of
0: work, but still fun. It, it is a lot of fun to do it that way, and hopefully next year, maybe. Hey, Believe you it. better get that. It might be the phone. That's yep. the, the Ham Shack hotline ringing. Oh, wow. Hello, who is that on my
5: telephone? Yeah, hello, hello. This is Kilo Five Alpha hello. Romeo November.
0: How are you doing tonight, Arnie?
5: I'm doing fine. How are you? Uh
0: doing good. We're on the Hamshack Hotline phones here. You you sound um uh, you sound local. You don't sound DX at all.
5: No? No, no. It's uh, this is pretty fantastic and we maybe should tell people about it. It's Hamshack Hotline and you buy a Cisco phone for 35 bucks on eBay, and you get hooked up. And I actually have two phones, one in the house and one in the ham shack, and I have now, so they both ring at the same time.
2: Oh, cool. yeah,
5: nice. They did get that to work. Crazy. Yeah. So so what have you been up
0: to, man? We hadn't, hadn't seen you. Um, mm-hmm.
5: I don't know. Some we stuff? have... Uh, we, yeah. uh, I sent you some pictures from our field day. It's a little different from your others. Oh, let, me, our,
0: let me check my email here and see. It's, oh, there you go.
5: We had our field day, a small group at uh, the beautiful Lake Lone State Park outside Columbus, and uh, we uh, took my RV, and we had a campsite, and this is one of the visitors. This is Virgil AB5AR. And we had this uh, sign, and actually there were some other people coming and visiting us during field day. So this is a beautiful spot.
0: Yeah, that that looks like a really nice place. Boy, it does. Uh, I wish we had a place that nice to do field day from. Yeah.
5: Yeah, we actually were they last year also, but this year we did a little better, so we're improving every time. So this is uh, my radio station, and I see that's the same as Tommy's. It's one of my favorite radios, uh, IC7100. Yeah, it's a nice one. Uh, yeah, and then I have a uh, Bioeno, 20 mm-hmm. amp hour battery, and uh, I guess on the next picture we can see the tuner. I... On uh, QRZ.com, I bought some used ICOM AH4 tuners, and uh, they are fantastic, and they're kind of integrated with the radio. Here we see that tuner. That's a white box there. And actually, it's on a tripod, because when I started, I have a vertical antenna on it, and... uh, but uh, I put, this time I put some wires up in the pine trees and it was performing very, very well. I even got contact with somebody in Puerto Rico and up in Maine and that area. So it was impressive. And my idea is that you practice to do an emergency station, you know. So you should set up antenna, your radios and 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 then work out in the field. And uh, we have chosen a very, very nice spot.
2: That is nice. I'll say. Yeah.
5: There were warning about uh, thunderstorms and rain. It was like 90% chance of rain and thunderstorms. And so I ran to Harbor Freight and bought one of these carports. They had to sail on it. So it was a little oh. more than 80 bucks. But I can tell you, it's a lot of pieces to put together, but it but it became really, really good, you know, it's like 10 by 20 feet, and uh, we put it up, and uh, this is uh, during uh, Saturday evening, and uh, the ladies there, they are working the radios, and uh, the the guy is sitting with a back towards us. He's just monitoring, and then we have the master chef there by the grill.
0: Cool. Yeah, you, you need a master chef when you go out to do field day. Okay. That is, yeah. oh yeah, always absolutely important part. We didn't have one of those.
2: No, but we did go to Subway.
0: Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah, and here we have the two ladies working the radio. So it's uh, Sharon. Uh, she is KG5 ABS, and then is my wife to the left, and she doesn't have any call signs, so she's running the logging on the computer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, we didn't get any rain at all. I mean, we had this cover here, so we could take a lot of rain, and we had put everything down with strong ropes and uh, and stakes in the ground, so it shouldn't blow away. But we had beautiful weather. Actually, it, it cooled down during the evening.
0: This is a master chef right here, isn't it, in action?
5: Yeah, that is uh, Niles, K5TFD. Actually, he is uh, probably the best ham of the group. He is a great elmer, and actually, <clears throat> me... And two friends, including him, we have our own little amateur radio club. We call it Huddle House Amateur Radio Club and we have a meeting. <laughs> we have a meeting every Tuesday morning and the meeting goes from one hour to three hours and we talk a lot about amateur radio and other things. And he has actually been a uh, in barbecue competitions, so he knows exactly yeah. how to do it, you know. So, I mean, it's, uh, and actually, the, we don't really use uh, the pork grill there, it's a large grill in, inside it, you know, one of these from, oh. from Tennessee. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, he did a good job.
0: Yeah, I would say so. Um. The results look spectacular. I wish that we had had something like that. I think this would have beat Subway, Tommy. Any, oh,
2: absolutely. Any day. Absolutely. We need to go have field day with Arnie oh, next year. Oh, here,
5: here you see the result. And, you know, actually there is a Southern Building Code uh, regarding hamburgers, and uh, this is done according to the building code. So it's uh, a <laughs> bottom bottom bound. <laughs> Yeah. And then it's mustard, and then it's onion, and then it's a hamburger patty, and then it's pickles, and then it's tomato, lettuce, and mayo, and the top of bun. And before you eat it, because this is too big for a Swedish mouth. So <laughs> you have to put like 25 pounds of pressure to compress it down to one and a half inch, and then you can eat it. And they were delicious, man.
2: Yeah, it, it looks good. It's making 20, my mouth water. 25
0: pounds, huh?
5: Yeah, about 25 pounds.
0: Yeah. So this uh, hex beam would have worked good. Yeah, yeah I guess
5: so. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, so, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, that that looks like y'all had a good time there, Arnie. And uh, you know, um, when you when you get hams together eating hamburgers, that's always a, a good thing. But <laughs> you hams up there, you eat more than hamburgers, don't you?
5: Yeah, we uh, eat uh, we eat eggs. So when we meet at house house, that's called, called hams and eggs. <laughs> and then uh, on Thursdays we have Hams Eating Chicken and actually there is a website called ham eating chicken dot com.
2: Yeah, I was surprised I didn't see chicken come <laughs> off that grill.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, would choose uh hamburgers, you know, hamburgers for, ham. yeah. for ham
2: radio. Okay. Yeah,
5: Yeah. And uh, then it was interesting to hear Jocelyn uh, talking about uh uh the U.S. call sign and the license and so on, and I was not really aware of. I thought I could use my U.S. call sign abroad, but apparently I can't because I don't have a U.S. passport yet. But um, I, when I took my uh, license, at my, I got my tickets in early 2012, and I went to Sweden. I contacted the corresponding to ARL in Sweden, and they just accepted my uh, my license here in the U.S. and gave me a Swedish one with a Swedish call sign, and I had to pay a little money for it. But today I think it's more complicated because the European Union they have made it complicated, and everybody should be exactly the same, you know, and the and so on, you know. So today that would probably not work. So I should, but with my Swedish call sign. I can work in many countries.
4: Yeah. yeah.
5: But cool. I guess that's because the United States is not participating in this SEPT, HOREC, it's called HOREC. This, uh, uh, what you call it, try to make the license exams the same in all countries.
0: Hmm. So.
5: You y- can go to ARL and they, there is a huge portion there that try to explain how it works.
0: So, you um, you had to pay some money to get your Swedish license, but you didn't have to learn a hundred questions like Jocelyn did.
5: No, no, and in you know, it, it, they, I guess they have a similar test in Sweden now. You know, they have reworked all the question pool and make them uh, coordinated with the, the other countries in the European Union and you have to uh, answer probably 100 questions in front of a person who's going to ask you, you know, there need to be two to sign the papers, et cetera, and so on. So they made it really complicated. So it's not that easy, really, to get a, a license in Sweden, because it's mm. just one, one level. You know, you, uh, you don't have, like, an uh, entrance level, like technician, you know. Mm. You go for the full thing immediately. So you have to study a pretty long time. So I think the number of hams in Sweden are dwindling.
2: Well, that's, um, that's unfortunate. Yeah, sure, sure is.
5: Yeah. Another interesting thing when we talk <laughs> about this is that, uh, you know, the, <coughs> the Olympics in, uh, uh, in uh, amateur radio contesting is going on, and they have a live... Leaderboard so you can follow, you know, the people there. And, I mean, it's amazing how many QSOs they do. So if you go to wrtc2018.de, you can see this leaderboard, and it's updated every five minutes.
0: doesn't look like the Americans are... I'll I see one in the top five there, I think.
5: Your number four there, they are mm-hmm. the... The defending uh, champions from four years back.
0: Well, let's well, keep an c- eye on that. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. You know, I had a strange package show up here at the shack. Uh, oh, within the last few days, Arnie. Oh,
5: oh, yeah. yeah.
0: It's uh, uh, strange.
5: Have oh. you have you opened it up? Yeah, I mean, it's...
0: See what's in that, Tommy? Oh. It- <laughs> he gives it to you to open, Tommy. Well, it might be a bomb <laughs> or something. You know, yeah. It's not ticking. Who's it from?
2: From my friend Arnie Carlson. Arnie? I haven't talked to him uh, in forever. forever. Yeah. I wonder yeah, how he's doing. Yeah.
5: yeah.
2: Look, Swedish fish. Got Swedish <laughs> fish and something else here. What is this?
0: Yeah. So you know. Dalla horse. Well, we were talking about these Swedish fish just
2: yeah, recently. Yeah, um,
5: what, you, what you did uh, there, you put it on the Facebook, the Swedish fish, and said it doesn't taste as fish. No, it doesn't taste uh,
0: like fish at all. Yeah,
5: and uh, the reason is it's made in Canada. It's not Swedish at all. It's fake candy. <laughs>
0: Jocelyn, have you got anything to do with this? Right there, made in Canada. And it doesn't taste anything like fish. It does i I've, no. I've never had them. You've never, never.
2: no, never had.
5: Yeah, good. Give it a try. But but then the other bag there that is Swedish Dollar horses.
2: I'm not real big on seafood. <laughs> <laughs> well,
5: that's they okay, are though. they are real made in Sweden, you know, and Dollar horses.
2: You can't even hardly tell the bones are in there. No. no,
5: no, it's no. been filleted. They're
0: I'd okay, buy that for a dollar, but I'd rather have catfish. That's pretty good, and some tartar sauce. Now these dollar horses, tartar sauce. You know, <laughs> um, I was trying to to talk to Tommy about these earlier. You, <laughs> you, need, stem, you, need to be,
2: you need to be careful and uh, enunciate <laughs> yeah. your words clearly. And,
0: <laughs> well, they don't look like fish. There's a lot of different colors in here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go safe and grab an orange one.
2: <laughs> oh, nice middle of the road color.
0: Yeah, right there. It's a little horse. I don't see any riding <laughs> on it.
1: Hmm. All right, Jocelyn. This is where the red shirt people all die. Uh, we're sacred. <laughs> we
2: I wondered what was going to be my demise.
0: <laughs> what color did you get?
2: Yellow. Does yeah. it taste yellow? Yeah. It's kind of like lemon.
0: These are good, honey.
5: Yeah.
2: Mhm.
0: They don't taste like horse, though. <laughs> Not that I know what horse tastes like. Not as
2: much as these taste like fish.
0: And did they cost a dollar? Uh, What is that about? Yeah, what's what's the name from, Arnie?
5: Dala horse is, uh, I think it's, uh, I don't know what we should call it. You can go to dalahorse.se and read about it. It's a a handicraft uh, in the middle of Sweden, the people there were, taking uh, wood and made these horses that look like on the picture on the bag there and then paint them in like ancient patterns. And today that has become a souvenir. So they sell a lot of them in Sweden to tourists. And they're Whoa. pretty nice. So com, I think, is uh, and yeah, there. And then you can read the story about it.
1: Mm-hmm. I see it. It's like wooden horses. Like you said, they
0: paint them up. And it,
5: it, they were from Sweden. It says a product mm-hmm.
2: of Sweden. So did you, so did you buy these over here? Or did you bring these back from Sweden?
5: I bought them in Cincinnati. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: you have to be careful when you're buying stuff there. They've got some beer that's just old. Uh, you know,
5: you know that. Yeah. You know, that that was uh I passed through Cincinnati and they have an IKEA store, so they sell them in the IKEA store and yeah. now I realize that IKEA has probably I don't know, hundred different kinds of candy, you know, that you can just yeah. pick and put together in your own bag there.
2: <clears throat> huh. I've never been to an IKEA store but Maybe. I wanna go with those uh you know those really good rechargeable inner loop batteries or rechargeable like double A? Yeah, Yeah. the IKEA brands are actually the same battery, and you can get them for like a fourth of the price.
5: Yeah, they said IKEA in Houston.
0: Oh yeah, I'm gonna go to Houston at the end of the month. Oh yeah, yeah, I may have to go get some batteries. Uh huh. Well, Arnie, thanks for sending the yeah, yeah, I appreciate that and the Swedish fish, even though they are Canadian. The Canadian uh, Swedish fish, <laughs> yeah. A, yes. a
5: little a little later on, you're going to get some more uh, more uh, stronger stuff in in the candy style, <laughs> you know. Stronger <laughs> Yeah. No Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, that will be interesting to see if you can handle it.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That sounds like a challenge. That
2: does sound yeah, like a it challenge. It
5: is a challenge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we've been talking with Arnie Carlson here. Uh, K five A R N S A seven C A R through the miracle of Hampshack Hotline. It's a uh, as you can hear the audio quality is uh, is outstanding. It, here, it is.
2: It's fantastic. sounds Sounds so good.
0: Yeah. Um, so Arnie, we appreciate you calling in tonight and sharing your field day experience with us, and uh, sharing some. I guess it's traditional Swedish candy there. At least we dispel the rumor here on the Swedish fish. Uh,
2: I do have to ask: Do they sell Swedish fish over there
5: in Sweden? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think they do. They but do? Uh, I haven't been in Sweden in four years, so I'm not sure.
2: Do oh. oh. you got any plans of going back soon?
5: No, uh, I, I prefer to stay here. But my wife is going for a month here in a week.
0: Oh. No. This time I of year, it might not be a bad place to be. Yeah, it's got to be cooler than here.
5: Yeah, it's, it's probably a little better weather. But uh, I think they've had a hot spell, and it's very dry, so the, the groundwater is uh, disappearing. Oh, Wow. So thank you so much. I enjoyed it, and it's a little delay here between uh, what you're doing and I see on the screen Mm -hmm, until I hear it and so on. But uh, I think it worked out pretty well, and I say hello to everybody in the chat room, and uh, hello to everybody seeing the recorded version later on. I really enjoyed it, and you have made a super program this evening.
0: Well, thank you. It was... um Quite a bit of unintentional stuff in there, and that's
5: but, your favorite type. But that type was all—that
2: was all for your benefit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so seven thank
5: three, thank you Ernie. so much. Seven three, everybody. Seven three, Arnie. Yeah. Talk to you seven, soon. Three,
0: seven three. Well, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, that's interesting. And who would have ever known Swedish fish didn't come from Sweden? Arnie knew. He did.
0: Yeah. Um, I would have never guessed it. Yeah. What about these Canadian Swedish fish, Jocelyn? Have Have you tried them? Uh, Yeah, I have
3: had them, but it's been a long time. Uh, Candy is not my forte anymore.
0: Yeah, Uh, (laughs) things have changed. They probably have
2: Canadian fish over there in Sweden.
0: They could. Yeah, I know they have crawfish, Louisiana fish. Oh, that's true. Well, we've enjoyed it tonight, y'all. Thanks for uh, everyone. Who's joining us and watching the show? The folks over in the chat room, those watching live. Uh, thanks, of course, to email and our friend Jocelyn from the Great White North up there. It's good to see you again. Uh, look forward to seeing you in Huntsville, and that's not far away.
2: Yeah, it's about a little over a month.
0: Yeah, actually, it's right at yep. a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very that's, soon. Uh, and Arnie, of course, K five A R N. Great. Great to see him again too. You know, and this yeah. is the first episode in almost thirteen years that we've had two folks that both had two call signs. That sure is. So that I think that's that's a new uh, milestone for us. <laughs> of course, the rest of us, you know, we do good to have one call sign. So um, yeah, yep.
2: Well, it sounds like we're searching for statistics here
0: at this point in the show you know it's about 130 in here now it it is it's getting really hot yeah and i've got a half a fish to go so um that's just the tails you eat the tails uh yeah you can eat the tails too yeah so tommy any final words let's turn the air conditioner on Uh, yeah
2: no it's been it's been fun it was a fun field day hope next year we'll have some more uh outdoor adventure yeah. videos uh for field days so those are always great too yeah. anyway we'll
0: see you next time All right, Emil, any final words
1: Yeah, you know uh, we put we put in the, a packet of the results for about 950 or so points so we'll see what we get back I'll be sure to report back what we uh what the AWRL gives back based on what we submitted and uh, if there's one thing in our lessons learned that I learned is we, we scored most of our points between uh, the later hours of the, the night. The, the daytime was noisy and everybody was on top of everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when it hit the nighttime, we started racking up CW and uh, voice contacts and um, the digital. So that's what we're going to do. I think we're going to start later next year.
0: Hmm. Good uh- Good point there, and yeah, I would say the same thing. We were late getting started, but it really didn't matter because the bands were so bad that, yep. you know, we weren't hearing anything. We went and ate, came back, and things had improved. Mm-hmm. Jocelyn, any final words from you? No,
3: I was going to say to Emil, remember, it's not a contest. There's points awarded, <laughs> but it's not a contest. It's almost as as uh, contradictory as the grounding let's <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, no, no. don't
2: start <laughs> yeah. that one
3: no no doubt that, that's a great point it's yeah. a great point yeah absolutely but yeah we will see how we'll do but we did the same observation uh we had a lot of noise uh i operated at night i set up all the computers and operated at night and uh we seem to do okay there
0: yeah yeah nighttime's pretty good except 80 meters that's that one's kind of tough here yeah yeah well, thanks for being here tonight, Jocelyn. It was great uh, to visit with you and to learn a little bit um, about uh, foreign operating. You know, we we didn't have any idea that those were, uh, you know, requirements. So uh, good to good to kind of know.
2: Yep. Perfect. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was a pleasure having you on. Yep.
3: Thank you. Glad to be on. Yep.
0: All right, 7-3, everyone. We'll see you back here next month around <laughs> the 15th. Yes, live long and prosper. <laughs> the, and, red uh, made it, red the red shirts uh, made it, Jocelyn. The red shirts made it.
3: I don't know. I'm looking in my Star Trek encyclopedia here. They're not going to make it.
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry, guys.
3: <laughs> well, 73, everybody.
1: 73. 73. Beam them out. <laughs>
0: I think we might have some weather moving, and I hear... Hear the weather dog? Yeah. weather <laughs> dog. So, <laughs> so, I think it's probably a possum on a fence back there is um. what it is. Uh, yeah, that is exa- that is possum bark. There's a difference. <laughs> you can tell the difference. <laughs> yeah, possum bark and 1st <laughs> morning are two different sounds. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you can tell the difference. Yeah. Well what it means is I'm gonna have to get out there and stop the possum or we're gonna have this for... it's a <laughs> it's sort of a Mexican standoff. The possum gets on the fence, the dogs tree him, the possum plays possum and won't move, the dogs won't leave either. So it can yep. go on for hours. Oh it's just kind of a
2: self feeding situation there. Yeah. Just kinda of... Yeah. So uh I don't know the
0: possum.
1: Does he bark when certain bands are open too? You got him a collar that detects uh, that.
0: No, he's not very band aware. Just yet. okay. He's only a technician, so he didn't get. You, know, <laughs> you, you should work on that. Yeah.
1: HF privileges. To which his dog is a technician. Jeez. Yeah. I got to work on
0: mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I think, yeah, I think I'm going to need to do something about that because that seriously will well, go This on. is going to have
2: to make it into the blooper reel then for sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he'll quit. I've got another video here. No, he's not going to quit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's just getting started.
0: <laughs> and I wish I had a better picture here. We're going to do some more of this in the future, though, looking at this antenna a little bit closer. Uh, okay, that has nothing to do with it.